Today on another NBA Playoffs edition of Hoops and Cards. Guys, I don't know about what it's like where you're at, but today, this morning, June 3rd, it's like dark gray, about to rain, and uh, and there, there are some dark seasons right now, some dark days for a few of our favorite NBA players as guys you might want to collect, guys that some of us are invested in, that let's just say their teams, either they didn't advance or they're not going to advance. And I want to talk about their cards. I want to talk about the playoffs and the impact on on several franchises right now. And we're going we're gonna to look at the Celtics. We're going to look at the Trailblazers. We're going to look at the Knicks. And we're going to talk about some opportunities you and I will have this offseason to, to seize or to avoid <laughs> some of these players that uh, we all know and love, but we need to be a bit more strategic about now when it comes to cards and who's going to be a goat, who's going to win a ring, and who just does not look like it right now. So lots to think about with the NBA. I'm excited to, to join you guys again today. Doesn't matter about the weather. It's great to be with you. Hoops and cards. Let's do it. get it in. Here's Luca. Gets it away. It's gold! A Doncic dagger! Hey everybody, Gary here welcoming you back to another episode of Hoops and Cards NBA Playoffs. The uh, the excitement, the the thrills, the the new rivalries, the the incredible performances. I, I am often trying to make connections I, between those players or these events and what the basketball card market can do. And, you know, sometimes there's a connection, sometimes there's not. In fact, there are some weeks where I've done the five buys episodes, recommending five ways to jump in or five cards to look at. And there's some weeks, like last week, I didn't want to buy anything. I wouldn't recommend, I, I consider you guys my friends. I wouldn't recommend, I'm trying to add value here. And sometimes you can add value by saying, don't buy anything right now. You know, Uh, it's going to be a better buy in six weeks or it's going to be a better sell right now. And a lot of things being impacted in, as we advance to the second round in the NBA are the, the futures of some of these franchises and some of these franchise players are, let's just say they're in doubt, they're being reevaluated or they're going to be. And, and let me start with a guy that, you know, I can't say I feel sorry for any of these multimillionaire guys who play basketball, but Damian Lillard has to be like, dude, what do I got to do? I <laughs> like 55 points against Denver in a double overtime loss. What does, I mean, superhuman is what his coach and his, his teammates were calling him. And he 12 threes. I mean, he is. He is one of the best players of, of our generation, one of the best kept secrets in the NBA still. And uh, what else does he got to do? Well, as as a player with individual abilities and accomplishments, uh, there's not much else he can do in Portland. They have tried, kind of, to put 
like enough support around him. Norman Powell, Robert Covington, uh, Cantor, you know, they, they have tried. Anthony Simons tried to surround him with, with players that could help this team level up and get past the first round, and it's not looking good. I mean, when Denver, without Jamal Murray, puts in some guy, I got to be honest, I've never heard of Monte Morris, and he goes off for 20-some points in that game five, which I think is, uh, you know, can Portland win the next two? Yes. Will they? No. You know, I'd love to be wrong. I'm rooting for you, Lillard. I'm rooting for you, CJ. But I don't think so. And, you know, as a many years here in Northeast Ohio, we watched the Cavaliers try to put superstars around LeBron James in his, you know, his first seven-year stint here when we drafted him. I love how we, I've never worked for the Cavs, but I say we because that's my home team. I've been rooting for them since, since before you were born, people. I haven't been rooting for the Cavs since like 1983 with uh, Bill Lamebeer, Ben Poquette, and uh, Roger Fegley. So good luck finding those names. World be free. Anyway, they, the Cavs in the first seven, eight years of LeBron, they tried to put Larry Hughes, Anton Jameson, Ricky Davis, Darius Miles, Danny Ferry. They tried to put good players around LeBron James, but they never really added that superstar. They never added, they tried DeWan Wagner. They thought this kid scored 100 points in high school. He must be able to score at least 20, you know, off the off the, you know, on the other side of the court from LeBron or in different parts of the game, didn't happen. And Luke Jackson and Sagana Jop, the Cavs uh, just didn't do it. And so at, at some point during his his first seven or eight years, LeBron started to think, I'm never, I'm never going to win here. And, and in that, with that general manager and with that approach to basketball, he was right. He was right. And uh, the Cavs weren't listening to his... You know, guys, like it or not, we're in a we're in a world now where, and I, I actually like it, where the players have a ton of say in how their teams are formed. And you might rail against the super teams, and and you might totally forget that that's what the Celtics had in the '80s when they added Robert Parrish. That's what the Lakers had when they added James Worthy to Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And when you know a lot of these teams, I'm just saying, super teams are not new. They're not, it's not like LeBron invented them. Uh, Shaq and Kobe teamed up and, and forced trades. Kobe forced a trade right when he was drafted. I don't want to play for Charlotte. So so let's cool off on the whole, we're, about, we're upset at player GMs. They've always been that. And uh, the, the guys that realize it sooner and move, those guys win. And I appreciate, we got to appreciate Damian's loyalty to Portland. But how long is he going to stay there? How long are they going to do this? Will it be, will it be, we're just going to ride this train until it all falls apart like it's about to do in Boston? You know, those articles that came out this week about, man, we tried, we almost got Joel Embiid, we almost got Anthony Davis, we almost got James Harden. There's this long list of players that the Celtics almost got, but they did not want to pay the price, they did not pull the trigger, and they are bounced again. You know, here's this team that's almost good enough for like the last 10 years because Danny Ainge wanted to hold on to draft picks and didn't want to overpay for a superstar. Well, guess what? That's what you have to do. You have to overpay for superstars. You have to mortgage the farm because guess what? 
the NBA isn't about farms. It's about rings. It's about championships. And so here's my thing when it comes to the two franchises right now I think are in question. Franchise number one, Boston, we're looking at you. Jason Tatum is looking at you. I'm no longer, right now, like, I'm a hold on Jason Tatum. I was never really a huge fan. I know he's erupted for 50, 60 points. That's great. I am not pouring in my smart investment money to a player who can score 50 or 60 points on a team that's irrelevant. Let's just call it what it is. Here we are. It's June. Let's talk about June relevant teams. The Celtics, now they're clean in house, right? Danny Ainge is retiring or something. Brad Stevens is, quote, moving up to director of everything, and they're going to hire another coach. Like, fine. But if you're just going to play conservative, hey, let's just be a four seed every year. Like, I'm not investing in that guy. I'm not investing anymore. Like, Jason Tatum's cards have hit the ceiling then because that's what the Celtics are. Unless Jason Tatum picks up the phone, it calls Brad Stevens and says, look, get me Damian Lillard, right? Get me Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Get me Brandon Ingram. Stop settling, you guys, for Kemba Walkers and Norman Powells and Robert Covingtons. And, oh, look, we added whoever you added as a side note. You need guys who can create their own shots and get 25 points a game and be a threat in the last two minutes of a playoff game, or you're no good. I mean, you're good, you're decent, fine. If you're a fan of the Celtics, invest in them. Don't take me personally. But but if you're a fan of the Celtics, I think you want them to contend for championships. If you're a fan of Portland or Damian Lillard, I think you want them to contend for championships. If you're a fan of Joel Embiid, maybe he's on the path to doing it. You know, all those antics we've seen the last few days of Trey Young lighting up the scoreboard and shrugging his shoulders and and waving bye-bye to New York like <laughs> dude uh congrats on a first round playoff win i i i love the the attitude i love the passion but you're about to hit a big reality check my man because the same sixers who without Embiid had had the the talent to just blast the Wizards last night. And by the way, the Wizards are super talented. Gentlemen swept, right, by a team that also has a bunch of guys that can score, that can fill in for each other, that play defense. Got a pretty good coach over there in Philly. So so I, I see Philly knocking off Atlanta, but this being a fun series. I see the Milwaukee-Brooklyn series as, in my mind, that's the Eastern Conference Finals. Those are the two best teams, especially with Embiid's health being a bit in question. I'm not sure what you would see in the East, but it's going to be a wild ride from here on out. The Celtics aren't a part of it, so I'm not in on Tatum. I would be curious to see, well, what kind of shakeup are you recommending? Like, They'd rather fire Danny Ainge or, or like, not fire him, like, have him retire honorably or something. <laughs> but you, congratulations on being a first or second round playoff loser for the last 10 years. Like, you have to, like it or not, guys, you got to build a super team. And there are other teams that think they've done it. We'll find out in the next two weeks. We'll find out if Utah has a big three. Go Bear, Donovan Mitchell. 
Bogdanovich, Mike Conley. Maybe it's like a big four or a big two and a pretty decent sized other two. I like Utah. We're going to find out what do, what does Milwaukee actually have with Drew Holiday. I think Drew is capable of being number three on a big three. We'll find out, but Brooklyn definitely has three superstars. You know who doesn't have definitely three? The Lakers, the Clippers, Phoenix. Be asking some serious questions about, because here's the deal, guys. Uh, Everybody knows the stars now. Everybody in basketball cards in the market. We all know Devin Booker. We all know Trey Young. We all know Ja Morant. You know, see a Ja. Maybe it's time to sell now and buy job back in a month. Like we all know the names. It's a matter of who is going to separate themselves. And that brings me to separate themselves, meaning take that next level jump. It it, it means Luka Doncic. Like, wow, I couldn't believe. But Luka Doncic, they're on the verge of knocking out the Clippers. And that's awesome. That's, That's what I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about not only Tatum losing and Celtics losing, but going, I don't foresee them winning next year, the year after that. You know, I know they miss Jalen Brown. Well, any of you want to say Jalen Brown is as good as adding a James Harden or a Damian Lillard? Any of you want to put Kemba Walker in the same class with adding a Paul George? I don't. I don't. They have got to do something different. Boston... They try, you know, they kept all those young picks. They kept all those young picks. Carson Edwards, Grant Williams, Robert Williams. You know, they drafted all these young guys with potential. Maybe they should have packaged like four of them before they were drafted and said, let's go get James Harden. Let's give up Marcus Smart. Let's give up Jalen Brown. If that's what gets us uh, James Harden or Paul George or Kawhi. Like they had a chance at Kawhi Leonard, guys. And now Jason Tatum gets to sit at home and watch all those guys. He's not going to watch. They're, they don't watch. Right? Not, not At least not the day or two after they're eliminated. But, you know, I don't, I don't feel sorry for Tatum and Lillard. I just feel like I'm concerned. And as an investor, uh, you know, I'd want to know, does this guy have future titles? Because it sure looks like Giannis could. It sure looks like Donovan Mitchell could. And guess what, Luca? <laughs> Those are three guys that, that are still in the running and look really good. So, you you know, you can say the same thing on a lower level about the Knicks and Randall, but this is their first time even getting there. So, kudos to them. Great season for New York. Great season. They had. They, I think they arrived a bit early. We'll see what the Knicks do going forward and how Julius Randall responds to this first round. Uh, disappearing act, to put it nicely. But it's it's the guys that have been knocking on this door for a while and, and their teams look like they, they're not going to take the next step. It's it's Damian Lillard to me. And it's, uh, it's Jason Tatum. What are you doing with those two? If you're a fan and you love their games, then stay with them. Like those guys, those guys are going to hold their value. They're probably both Hall of Fame bound no matter what happens here on out. But in, in previous, look at, look at previous circumstances where you've got players like, like LeBron James I mentioned. Hey, I, I love it here. I've been loyal here. We've made some runs here. 
I've put up some numbers, but you know what? I want a title. Ring chasing, people make fun of it, but by the way, that's that's the goal of being an NBA player. Go get a championship. That's the goal of all the teams. Chase the ring. So, it, you know, Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City, forced to trade to Golden State. Fine. James Harden just did that with Houston, forced to trade to Brooklyn. Fine. Kyrie, I think, did the same thing, wanting to put together his own super team. Fine. Instead of complaining about the way things are, look at, that's the way things have always been. Jordan was always like, get me some help. So they got Dennis Rod. Like, they, they are going to want to win rings. And I can't fault them for that. I can't, I can't fault Damian Lillard if he says, you know what? Either get me my man, whoever that is. And your man is not DeMar DeRozan, okay? Your man is not whoever Portland and Toronto feel like swapping in the summer. Like, no, no, no. Get me a big guy. And I don't necessarily mean size. I just mean a big superstar to, to, to put next to me. So like a guy that just sparks fear into the heart of the defense and the other team when they see him coming, they're going to be like, whoa, you know, and maybe there's some of these teams that, that they need to trade away their star because the plan they've got isn't coming together. And so Damien's on the phone with Carl Anthony Towns or Damien's on the phone with Jason Tatum or Lillard's on the phone with Zion saying, get me to get me to New Orleans, dude. Like they would take Lonzo Ball, Nick Alexander Walker, three or four picks, and Bledsoe. Like get, get me to New Orleans and let's win this thing. Uh, that that would be fun. No? You don't want to be the guy that traded Lillard, but also you don't want to be the guy that didn't. Because the reason the Pelicans are in this position is, guess what? They traded Anthony Davis. They got a, they got like a king's ransom for that guy. But they're building around Zion, right? They realize we got to have three or four superstars. We can't just sit on AD until it's over. We've got to. We got to level up. We got to chase rings. That's what the NBA is about. So I just pay attention to what you think of Jason Tatum and what you think of Damian Lillard and and what you think of John Morant, even though it's really early. Is, is his team on the track to advance or are they not? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before I say a little bit more about Damian Lillard, I want to give you guys a few uh, updates on uh, Hoops and Cards. Hoops and Cards, it is fun to get uh, direct messages from any of you listeners that want to say hi or give a shout out or ask a question. Uh, I think of Brett from Northeast Ohio, uh, dude I met at the Hartville Sports Card Show a month ago. Uh, Love that you're listening, man. Wish I could be there for the June show. Our family is going to be on a trip, but it's so funny. I, I have had a couple of family members say, so like, 
Are you telling your podcast friends at Hoops and Cards that you're going to be on, you know, out of town for a week and you're not going to have any episodes? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm doing episodes on the road, baby. Road trip. So uh, we, we are not taking a little hiatus, but uh, I am going to miss the Hartville show. Brett, Mike, Greg, Eric, all you guys, uh, I'm going to miss that. Just going to miss it, John and Colin. I wish I could be there, Fred, to uh, to hear your laugh and, and get some deals on Prism base rookies that nobody knows who they are, but I do because I know the hoops. You got the cards. See what I did there? also want to shout out to... Uh, Steve from Brisbane, Australia, uh, giving us a listen. And you had a good question about NBA hoops cards and buying rookies and NBA hoops. Is that a good idea? Um, you, you guys know a lot of the, the hype or the, the adventure. I don't even know what the word is. People like prism. They like prism rookies and Along with Prism comes, it's a, it's a bit more cost, and there's a lot more uh, demand for those, it seems. But when you can get a Hoops rookie, especially one that could grade as a 10 or that's already graded PSA 10 or HGA 10 or SGC 10 or BGS 10, although they paused everything, you know, those are great cards, and you can get a better deal Guys, especially if you want to get in while there's still a dip or a lower price range for a Luka Hoops rookie or Trey Ja Zion Hoops rookies, PSA 10s. I love that as a, a buying opportunity, thinking about next season's startup or thinking about, you know what? I just want a Luka rookie, Zion rookie to display for a long time. That's a great deal right now. So, so yes, Steve, absolutely. But... I, I am getting questions from you guys and also talking with some dealers and other friends of mine in the hobby about, hey, it seems like for quite a while we've been on a wave of you know a year where everything seems to be going up, but then the last two months or so, it feels like everything's going down and they're like, is this, is this the market correction? Yeah. Is this end of the NBA season? Yeah. Is this... Are we seeing people pull their money out and buy other things like NFT and, you know, Bitcoin and Dogecoin and, you know, vacations or whatever they're doing? I mean, yeah, there's probably a bit of all that, but I do believe that cards will continue to go up. And I believe that cards that are in season or new or there's uh, big news ahead in the next month for potential cards or potential players. I think all that stuff is still very attractive and has a positive future. And I'm not just saying that because my whole podcast depends on it because it, it doesn't my cards, you know, I'm, um, buying and selling some, but I'm also very, uh, very much enjoying collecting and displaying cards for longer term. So, you know, I would just say, don't do anything, just a quick reaction to what's going on in the market. Uh, if you have, good or bad, like learn from that and make reminders. I've been doing that with my phone, just posting a reminder. Uh, I, I think with anything in life, if you have a strategy for it, if you've got a game plan that you're willing to stick to, 
then you'll stick to it in good times or in bad. And if you're if you're looking to buy in to uh, to play like the players' performance hasn't changed. Luca is doing Luca. Donovan Mitchell is doing Donovan Mitchell. Trey Young is on fire. Those guys are playing really really well. So if if you're hearing uh, that the market is dipping and the sky is falling, well. How are you gonna how are you gonna respond to it? I don't wanna sell when everything's down for fear that it's gonna go further down. I actually just wanna hold through that and sell when there's a next uptick. I wanna buy. I wanna be ready to buy when stuff uh, in the offseason. You heard me talk about that. But one of the things I am thinking about, I wanted to talk to you guys here on Hoops and Cards today is is back to Damian Lillard, the idea of leveling up. And while the prices are down and when Portland or when Boston, when these teams get eliminated, you know, for, for a while, the, the idea for me, at least in my price range, in my cards, the idea of owning a Damian Lillard rookie has been out of my price range, or I'd have to sell two or three other cards to get into a Damian Lillard prism, you know, 2012 PSA nine or 10. Now I'm like, wait a minute, everything I just said about Damian Lillard, I still think he's a Hall of Famer. Whether Portland makes the finals ever or not, I think Damian Lillard is a Hall of Fame point guard. I don't even think that's a that's a question. I think Jason Tatum is on his way. He's got a lot further to go, but I think he's on his way to a Hall of Fame career. These guys that that maybe they're eliminated or their teams aren't looking like championship contenders. Uh, you know, obviously Russell Westbrook is a Hall of Famer. So there may be rookies like that, that during this, this off season, you're not just saying, I want to buy, you know, cheap prism rookies of LaMelo while I can. I just had fun saying that word, LaMelo, LaMelo. I don't know. I used to say, hello, hello, LaMelo. <laughs> I don't own any LaMelo ball cards right now because I thought dude was way too expensive when everything first released. And that, that is true. There is no, no denying that. But, uh, so I might be looking for some LaMelo and some Anthony Edwards in August, but I'm also looking to level up, meaning maybe this is the time to be looking at that 2012 prism Damian Lillard or that Kawhi Leonard or the Giannis, well, if he wins the title, maybe it's going to just skyrocket. I don't know. I'm saying the guys that, that to, to date, maybe you've said their, their rookies are too expensive or they're, they're just, I need to catch the wave of the, the 2018, 19 and 20 guys on star stock and ride those up. Well, I have ridden, I have, I have seen the value of my overall collection increase over the last year and a half. And so now maybe I'm at the place where uh, I've got some cards that I would like to consolidate them into a larger card or a more established rookie veteran card, Anthony Davis rookies. Am I, am I resonating with any of you guys? Like you may have been prospecting or you may have been just for the last couple years looking at those SGAs, the DeAndre Aytons, the Lucas, the Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum class. Maybe it's time for you and me, you and I, all of us, hoops and hoops and cards. Like, what about the players that are in their prime now? Will a 
Nikola Jokic rookie be as affordable as ever in in six weeks? And that would be the time to pounce. Will a Joel Embiid rookie, a Damian Lillard rookie, I just said, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, will this offseason be the time to, I w- I'm saying level up, because these cards are harder to find. There were fewer of them printed, right? Oh, as I'm saying here, the name Julius Randle just came back into my mind. Julius Randle, PSA 10, 2014, Prism Silver, ooh. I might have to go buy one of those. It's just seizing the opportunities to not just get in on the the current stuff, but to say, man, these for sure Hall of Famers, or man, these guys who, hey, maybe it was a down year for their team, uh, or their cards are older, and I, I, I've been, three months ago, I thought, man, that's way too expensive of a card. Now it may be time to say, what if that card dips into the affordable category? Ooh, Donovan Mitchell, Silver, Prism. You know what I'm talking about. Right? So I'd say, I would say, I'm, I'm arriving at two things. This may be time to level up. Get that card that that you, you wouldn't have even dreamed of affording four months ago because everything was at its peak. Well, maybe you should plan to get it now. Or get it in July. Get it in August. Because it's going to be affordable for the first time in forever thank you frozen for that <laughs> like out of left where out of nowhere left field i almost said left field and nowhere at the same time out of left where you might be able to buy a card that you 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 could only have dreamed of in january or february now it might be affordable watch some of these market movers going down and they're gonna be steals Watch some of those players, like I mentioned, who are going to be or already are eliminated, but they're Hall of Famers, and they might get on a super team next year. Like if LeBron pounds the table and Anthony Davis pounds the table and says, get me Devin Booker, get me Chris Paul, get me Brandon Ingram, get me... I don't know, who else are they going to get me? Right? The super teams. And so I wanted to say a word about uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Wait, was that... I, I want to say they look like the already a super team. How can we get in on them? And so is this offseason might be your moment to say, yeah, I'm getting that James Harden rookie or I'm getting that KD. Going to be a fascinating offseason for sure. We're not there yet. We got some massive uh, playoff games ahead. I'm watching the Lakers with just a very careful eye as LeBron. It's on you, dude. It is on you. And uh, he has always delivered. There is no reason to believe he won't do it again. But go Lakers. Who are your guys that you're watching as we head towards the second round? Give me a shout out. DM me. Twitter me. It's not Twitter me. Tweet me. At hoops. At cards underscore hoops. Or at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. Love to hear who you're looking at. Hold on to your butts. Everybody, that's been a quicker episode. 
a drive time in yucky weather, Northeast Ohio episode. And uh, I hope you tune in. If, if you don't watch the games, pay attention to what happens tonight between Denver and Portland. And uh, I, I believe Denver closes out the series here. I, I think that epic 55-point performance by Damian Lillard just screams uh, all-time performance. It screams Hall of Famer. And that guy, I, I believe he just needs to be in a place where there's one other superstar carrying the load. CJ McCollum is awesome, but he's not that. And uh, so, yeah, tonight's game, I think Denver takes the next step. The Lakers and Phoenix, I don't even know what to say here. I think Phoenix has proven that they are for real as a contender. They are loaded. They've got the talent. And this year with CP3, they have the the veteran leadership, the savvy to take this next step. Will they? You know, uh, I have a just a strange feeling that, that Phoenix gets this done, whether it's tonight or in Game 7. Phoenix pulls it out. Uh, it's weird for me to say that because time after time over the last 15 years, I have seen LeBron James come back from statistically discouraging games and and series where it looks like all hope is lost. LeBron pulls out a, you know, 45-point, 12-assist night and puts the Lakers on his back and wins wins tonight and the next game. Uh, in fact, I should probably just go on record as saying that's what I think will happen. But Phoenix looks really good, and Anton, Antonio, Anthony Davis does not look 100% because he's not. So can can LeBron do it one more time? Yes. Will he... I mean, I mean, let's say this card fans, the hobby, if LeBron does not pull it out, this will be the rare occasion, rare in the last three or four years where you will see some LeBron bargains and you will hear a lot of negative talk about his legacy, although it's undeserved, you're going to hear it and you're going to have some buying opportunities on LeBron James cards that uh, that will be unique. I would say buy those before before Space Jam Two comes out. He is a global icon, and you just got you just got to watch for the rare buying opportunities. Not for like all the cards that are down, but like for for iconic or rookie or short printed LeBron James cards. I think this is going to be the that that opportunity. If the Lakers lose, if they do not, then uh, all bets are off. Hold on, LeBron. And we could see another Laker repeat. They definitely have, when AD is healthy, they have a dominant roster. But it doesn't work without him. So it's like it's like uh, that Jerry Maguire quote, this does not work without him. My life doesn't work without him. The Lakers do not work without Jerry Maguire. I mean, Anthony Davis. And uh, so, yeah. Pay attention to what happens tonight, people, and and uh, some of you that are up late or care deeply about the Lakers or the Suns, maybe have an eBay window open and see what what things sell as uh, that game's final uh, comes into focus. You know, do the Devin Booker cards jump? Do the Chris Paul cards jump? Do the LeBron James sell-offs start to happen? I don't know. Sell-offs, playoffs. For Hoops and Cards, guys, thanks for joining us for another episode. Love talking NBA playoffs with you. I am excited for some of our upcoming episodes with new featured guests. 
I was thrilled to be invited to join uh, Luca Nation, Luca Tigers and Bronze, for the Come Up With Cage episode, talking about our journey, Hoops and Cards, the last three months since we launched. Guys, it's been a lot of fun, and it's going to continue. Like most podcasts, and, it, and it's just part of life, like a lot of things don't last more than a month or two. Uh, we're going to keep doing this. I love it. I'm enjoying meeting a lot of you. Our podcast is growing. Uh, we're interacting, and uh, I'm excited for some of the new opportunities and resources ahead. So, pack to the future. The basketball card guy, Keith from Newhart Cards. Looking forward to a lot of the future episodes. Hoping to get even more NBA Hoping, chasing after more NBA beat writers and reporters and personalities to give us that that inside scoop, not only on the playoffs, but the draft and what teams are thinking about their players, uh, how to capitalize on those from a card perspective and just a fan collector. Because at, at the heart, that's what this is, guys. I'm an NBA fan. Love the game. Love following and watching basketball. I don't do it all day, all week. This is This is what I'm doing for fun. And uh, thankful for you all. Thankful for you listeners and for sharing your stories, your journey as you collect hoops and cards. So this has been Gary. Hope you guys have an awesome week. Let's talk after the Lakers pull this out. Later. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for three.